Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Thursday, February 10th, 2022, and it's the Super Bowl podcast. I am Andrew Hansen. It's such a big occasion that here at DFS Coach Talk, we're going with three-man booth. You all know Josh Crash Davis very well. He's been on most of our NFL podcasts this season, helping us crush it. And today we get a bonus appearance from the Jet, John Wehausen. So welcome in to John. He is our analytics guru. And we're going to attack this Super Bowl uh, from every angle, talking about the Rams and the Bengals. But uh, first, Crash, welcome aboard. It's been a great season. How are you feeling tonight? Feeling good, man. Ready to uh, dive into this the Super Bowl matchup. We've got two pretty even teams, in my opinion, so I'm expecting a really good game Sunday. Yep, spread right now. Uh, Rams favored by three and a half, total 48 and a half. And Jet, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for jumping on. Um, anything you want to say about your background and your analytics experience to help folks get to know you a little bit? Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, nothing too crazy. You know, I've been mostly in the back end DFS coach talk for this year, delivering a lot of our pro football focus analytics to our Discord, getting those situated on a weekly basis for our members. And uh, better late than never to be on the podcast. Excited to be with you guys. That's right. And John's going to mix in some, some analytics here for some of the different matchups. And, uh, you know, with the Super Bowl and two weeks to break it down, you really have time to look at every angle. So we're going to try to do that to make sure we build some winning DFS lineups here uh, for the big game. So let's start on the Rams side, Josh. Um, and I want to get to the, uh, the quarterback matchup here and the quarterback connection that everybody's going to be zeroed in on, Stafford to Cup. It has been tremendous this year. Cup just crushing it in every way with, with the numbers. He did it again in the conference championship, 11 catches for 142 and two scores. Um, and I do like that combo here again. The way to attack the Bengals, in my opinion, is through the air. They're pretty stingy against the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know that the Rams love to pass it, and that's their strength offensively. Uh, and I was impressed with Stafford in that conference championship game. You know, they were trailing 17-7, to and he calmly led that comeback uh, you know, using a lot of cup uh, to get there for all the big plays. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to have those guys in most of my lineups. Uh, cup is is very expensive, of course. So we're gonna analyze that some more. But what's your initial thought on Staff- Stafford to Cup? I think I like I like Cup more. Um, I'm not as sold as you know as I am on uh, Stafford as I am on on Cup. Um, Cups, you know, he's just he's done it all year. You know, he's been very reliable. He's had, um, eight 30 plus DraftKings points games this year. So almost half of his games, he's gone over 30 DraftKings points. So if he does something like that, he's going to be, you know, the top scorer on the slate. And I definitely want to have him. I'm probably going to have him in every lineup. I don't even know if I'm going to fade him in a GPP at this point. He just, he's so reliable. It's hard to get away from him. Yeah. He is one of those rare wide receivers who can, commonly outscore his quarterback sort of like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams well you'll see Adams in uh, showdown lineups in a similar price ratio I was actually a little surprised that Cup wasn't more expensive Mm -hmm. on DraftKings compared to Stafford 11-6 for Cup 10-8 for Stafford uh, which makes me locked in on Cup even more and I agree with you Crash if I could only have one of them 
I would take Cup. Yeah. Um, and you know, looking at the the way that Cincinnati played defense against Kansas City and how the Kansas City receivers had success against them. Uh, you know, what I noticed in the first half of that game was that when Kansas City was moving the ball well, it was Tyreek Hill and, mm-hmm. you know, running routes that Cup runs. Right. You know, they hit Hill on the short, you know, short, get it into his hands quickly in the flat, let him use his speed, uh, some deep crossers. Uh, and then the touchdown, the other touchdown they had in the first half to Hardman, where he ran in motion and they got him in the front corner of the end zone. That was also mm-hmm. a Cooper Cup route. Yeah, and Cooper Cup has repeatedly shown that he moves around the field so much. The formations run different routes. There's just you can't do anything to prevent them from getting the ball in his hands. Right, and and that's why I think uh, the Rams will have similar success as KC did in the first half when they move the ball, getting in it in Cup's hands. So I, I've got him pretty much locked in as well. But uh, Jet, why don't you jump in here, talk a little bit about you know game theory, strategy, ownership. Uh, whatever you think is important from the analytics side with with Cup. Yeah, yeah, good stuff there. How about a 66% chance of Cup hitting a 100-yard receiving bonus? Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, starting there, I think that pretty much kind of speaks for itself of what opportunities, what Vegas thinks, what prize picks thinks, what PFF thinks, uh, pretty much in accordance that he's going to have another 100-yard game. And so um, his captain ownership percentage is at 17.4. He has a 13.5% chance to be the optimal captain. And then in the util spot, he has a 56% chance to be in the optimal lineup. So, you know, not sure how much more guaranteed you can get than that. But it's tough with Cup in the captain spot. Um, You know, if you're really going to go with that classic correlation of Cup and Stafford, you better be okay with rolling out a Skoranek or a P Ryan um, down at the edge of your lineup because it's just. Do we have to? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You, you pretty much have to. Yeah. And, and so, you know, the only way I can really see it, it working, um, if I'm just playing one lineup, I'm not mass entering. If for whatever reason Uzama can't go, I think you can make it work with Cup in the captain spot and have a double tight end pairing with Sample and and Blanton Mm. and um, have enough money left on the table to get to mix in and the defense of your choice. That's pretty much the only way I've seen it working. Um, You know, obviously I like Cup in the captain spot just as much as as you guys, but I think there's opportunity to, you know, move him down to that util spot and and open up some salary and and get unique. Mm. Yeah, uh, th- those are good points, and you know it's true to to pay up for a, a captain like Cup on DraftKings when he's that expensive. You really need thirty fantasy points. Yeah, but how many guys in the NFL can you feel better about getting thirty fantasy points than Cup? Probably none. You know he's done it so consistently, like you said, Crash. So uh, I think there is a lot to be said. Everybody who pays close attention knows that I'm. Uh, a big fan of going with a mid-tier option as a captain on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this game, you know, a little more interested than usual in that pay-up with Cup. But we're going to talk about some of the mid-tier options that we would consider as the captain on DraftKings as we go. And let's turn to some of these other pass catchers for the Rams. We've got OBJ, who stepped up nicely against San Francisco. Nine catches for 113 on 11 targets. And you know, 
kind of seems like the right timing as he joined midseason. Uh, finally in the groove, uh, Stafford, you know, throwing to him throughout the game. And that's a tough combo uh, mm-hmm. w- with those guys. So OBJ is one of those mid-tier options, 8,400 on DraftKings. Um, we've got Van Jefferson, who's been limited with a knee, but we all think he's probably going to play. Uh, only two catches for nine yards against San Fran. Really has kind of lost his uh, value lately with the ascension of OBJ. And then Skoranek, here's a guy I want to I want to mention because he doesn't have any touchdowns on the season. He only got one target against uh, San Fran. And if you look at if you just look at the box score, zero catches for zero yards on one target doesn't sound like much. But remember that target was a bomb that he dropped in the end zone. He should have caught it. Yeah. And I think uh, I think they'll go to him again. I mean, he's you know we've had him a lot of these uh, primetime games. He's had other mm-hmm. targets in the end zone that he's just missed or the Stafford's overthrown him. But he's got some size. He's got some speed. Uh, we saw in the uh, AFC Championship game, we saw Hardman with a go route against Awuzier down the down the left side uh, a couple times. And I think Skoranek can run that route get behind the defense and maybe make a big play. So, uh, you know, this is my long-winded way of saying I like Cup, OBJ, and Skoranek. I, I don't think I'll get to Van Jefferson much. Uh, but, Crash, what are your thoughts on those other receivers? Yeah, I definitely like OBJ. He's 10-5 on FanDuel, so he's quite a bit less than, than Cup, obviously. Um, 12-6 in the captain spot on DK and then 8,400 in the flex. He's, you know, definitely established himself as that second pass catching option for Stafford. He had uh, nine receptions for 113 yards on 11 targets for 23.3 DraftKings points against San Francisco Sunday. And um, he had six catches for 69 yards on eight targets against Tampa Bay. So those last two games, he's been pretty heavily targeted. And at that price, it just kind of makes everything work um, for Beckham. So I, I definitely like Beckham. Not as high on Jefferson like you. Um, and, uh, you know, at the, the tight end position, we're just gonna have to see if, um, if Higby's going to play, but you know, Kendall Blanton, they've priced him up, you know, he's not, you're not getting a huge discount here. Like you normally would with a backup tight end. They're both 8,000 on FanDuel, almost the same price on DraftKings as well. Um, but the Bengals have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends this year. So it is a favorable matchup. Um, so I could see Blanton, you know, definitely making some lineups, assuming that uh, Higby's out. Yeah, I like Blanton a lot. And right now, this is Thursday night again. So what we have on Higby is that he's doubtful, has not been practicing. So I'm pr- projecting Blanton to be the starter. I do like him a lot. I thought he looked great against San Fran as he came in five for 57 on five targets. Um, Stafford looked to have confidence in him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like the price on both sites, uh, also on Yahoo. Uh, Jet is our one of our Yahoo experts, by the way. So he's going to yeah. mention some Yahoo stuff as we go here. Uh, but I like Blanton. Um, we know that the Rams have a very concentrated passing attack. You know, they run a lot of three wide sets with the tight end. And so you really only have five pass catchers other than the running backs. It's a lot different than some of these other teams. You could also see some snaps for the backup Bryson, Bryson Hopkins, who's minimum mm-hmm. price on all three sites. Don't forget about him. Yeah, uh, if you're playing multiple lineups and you want to get a little bit different, if anything happens to Blanton, Hopkins will be that next guy up. So I want to have a lot of exposure to uh, these pass catchers. Let's talk about the running backs because uh, 
you know, that's a really tough situation here at this point in the week. Uh, we know that Akers been limited with the shoulder. Sonny Michelle is there. He's been playing splitting time with Akers. And then Henderson is trying to get back out there, and he sounds probable with mm-hmm. his knee issue. McVeigh uh, talking as if it's going to be a three-man rotation. Who knows if that's legit or he's just trying to throw off the Bengals in their preparation. But not a great matchup. Uh, you know, Pro Football Focus has gives the Rams a 52% run blocking advantage, which is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bengals have given up the 13th most fancy points to running backs this year. Um, but the Rams haven't been very successful lately running the ball. Right. You know, low low yards per carry lately for Akers and Michelle. Um, so, and, and if we have a lot of exposure to the pass catchers, we may, we may, may not need to get to any of these guys or want to. Because of the uncertainty, so that's my general approach. I'm not not too high on these guys. I give the the nod to Acres. I think he'll get the most touches. Um, you know, he's a lot more expensive than Henderson. If Henderson gets in there and gets a, a third of the touches or more, then he could mm-hmm. be a, a nice value at his price. But I'm I'm mostly Acres or pass here on these running backs. Josh, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not on any of these running backs. I just think that you know we want to attack the wide receivers in the passing game and maybe plant and uh, also in the passing game and just avoid this whole running back by committee situation. I just, I just don't like that. Um, doesn't, doesn't sit well with me, you know, from a DFS standpoint, just the thought of getting two or three or four fantasy points from a running back. And then you're going to be kicking yourself at the end of the night. So, right. Well, speaking of kicking ourselves, let's, let's talk about the kicker and the defense here. We've got Matt Gay, We've got the Rams defense. Uh, Jet, why don't you jump back in here with any thoughts on those positions? Because I know there's been a lot of talk about the, uh, you know, the lines, uh, offensive lines, defensive lines. Um, And so do we want to look at uh, those skill position players, the kicker and uh, the Rams defense? Yeah, uh, simply put, yes, very much so for the Rams defense. So, you know, no hot take. Burroughs had the most sacks given up this year of any quarterback in the league. And the Rams are the number one rated defense by PFF, uh, regular season and postseason combined. Um, As far as the numbers go, on DK in particular, uh, captain ownership for the Rams defense is sitting around 4%. Uh, Util ownership is 18.2%. Uh, and then one thing that really stuck out to me, 22.6% chance for the Rams defense to end up in the optimal lineup on DraftKings. You know, obviously the Rams defense is a force to be reckoned with. Von Miller, Leonard Floyd. And um, in the postseason, they've actually ramped it up, believe it or not. They've increased their pressure rate from 266 in the regular season to 317 in the postseason. And, you know, as far as how that's going to affect Joe Burrow, if you look at how pressure has affected Burrow this season, you know, he's been pretty, pretty decent at dealing with it. Um, the numbers in particular, the regular season and postseason combined, Burrow has been under pressure for 33% of his dropbacks. Of that 33%, he was graded at 64% overall by PFF. And of the 66% of the time where the pocket was clean, he had a 96.3% grade. Um, With that, though, I think the most important thing to take a look at is 
when Burrow has been pressured of that 33% of dropbacks where he's been pressured, 26% has led to uh, converted to sacks. And just to put that in perspective, Stafford is 17 and a half percent. And so all that being said, <laughs> I really like the Rams defense a lot. Um, prize picks, their projection for sacks for the Rams defense is three and a half. Uh, PFF agrees with that at three and a half. So I'm going to have sizable exposure to the Rams defense. And in Yahoo in particular, I think it presents a really nice situation where the Rams defense and Tyler Boyd are both priced at $17. I think the Rams defense offers a nice pivot from, you know, any burrow stacks um, to ride, ride or die with some of those sacks that we know Aaron Donald and Von Miller are capable of. Yeah, and, and just a side point, I think using a defense on Yahoo and NFL is a nice move because mm-hmm. you don't have that option on FanDuel. Right. Uh, and so I think it's underutilized there. Um, Josh, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I, I do like the Rams defense. I do worry a little bit about the the ownership. I think that their ownership is going to be pretty high um, compared to the Bengals defense, which I'm going to get into here in a minute. But I, I think that the production numbers have been pretty similar if you're just looking at their production. Yeah, and I I see the attraction to them. I like those stats and analytics. I'm a little more hesitant to play them. I think I'll be underweight on them um, based on those numbers, John. And, you know, the question is uh, what adjustments are made here and what does Cincinnati do to try to protect Burrow? You know, they, they did a better job against Kansas City. He was only sacked once. And I'm just remembering that play because uh, I watched the game again today where he was he should have been sacked, but he actually escaped yeah, uh, and did a great job getting out of the pocket. He ended up running it five times for 25 yards. So I think that will be important is, you know, kind of like just luck of the draw. Does the guy wrap mm-hmm. him up and bring him down for a sack or is he able to wiggle away? Because he's pretty athletic. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's important because that can go from a third down sack to, you know, uh, you know escaping the pocket, getting a first down, moving the chains. Um, and I think they they wanted Burrow to throw it a little more quickly than usual against the chiefs to avoid sacks. And they did a pretty good job of it. And, you know, the Rams have been getting more pressure, but they didn't get any sacks against Garoppolo. Um, we know, you know, San Fran goes with a lot of quick passes as well. Obviously they're run heavy also, but I'm just not convinced that they're going to pile up four or five sacks here. Um, but I do like their defense in general. So I'm, I'm more bullish on them to just, limit the Bengals offense and reduce their scoring more so than a bunch of sacks. I think, I think both are very probable that, you know, I personally believe that the over under will be under and, you know, you correlate that a low scoring game with three sacks that I believe will be uh, pretty easy to get to for the Rams. Um, I like that a lot. And as far as, the timing that Burrow is going to have on the season, he's had 2.37 seconds to throw the ball before he's had pressure. Hmm. And so, you know, you put Aaron Donald and uh, Von Miller and Leonard Floyd in front of him with that offensive line that, you know, I know Bengals fans are probably not going to like me saying, but they they need drastic improvement in that area uh, with that, you know, uh, longevity quarterback that they have in front of them. They got to keep him upright. 
So in this game in particular, um, you know, I'm going to side with the Rams defense. I think it's going to be a low scoring game and uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be a tough matchup for that offensive line. No doubt about it. Well, let's talk more about the, the Bengals offense here. But first, as we're at the halfway point, just want to thank folks for tuning in here with us and supporting us all season long. Uh, do hit that thumbs up if you don't mind. If you like these podcasts in front of the paywall uh, and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We've got our NBA podcasts going seven days a week, golf podcast once a week, baseball's coming up. So a lot of fun stuff here. And if you want to join us for some Super Bowl lineups, then join us through our website, dfscoachtalk.com. We'll have a bunch of lineups for the Super Bowl, our cash core, DK, GPP core. And then we'll have our full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, cash and GPP. We've had a lot of time to work on those, so we're looking for some uh, some big outcomes. So dfscoachtalk.com to sign up uh, and join the family. All right, let's turn to the Bengals side of things. Josh, and why don't you lead us off with the offense with Burrow and company? What are your thoughts on that passing attack? Yeah, Burrow um, is 15,000 on FanDuel. He's 15,9 in the captain spot on DraftKings. He's 10,600 in the flex. The Rams have allowed the 12th most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. Obviously, the big question is going to be whether or not the offensive line can hold up against the Rams' pass rush. Um, much like John was saying, you know, with Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Le Leonard Floyd leading the way, it is a much tougher pass rush to deal with than what they faced in Kansas City. Uh, Melvin Ingram has, has been their main pass rusher, and, and here you've got three guys that can really get after the quarterback. So I, I think that, you know, they're going to give – Burrow some trouble there, uh, but I think that you know Burrow's been been pretty poised under pressure at the same time, um, and I think that you know some of these receivers I really like for the Bengals. So I do like Burrow, um, but he hasn't really had a big game yet in the playoffs. His best game was last game with twenty one and a half against Kansas City, but he had sixteen point four against Tennessee and seventeen point six against Las Vegas. So. Not a lot of production there for that price. Um, so I'm probably leaning away from Burrow at this point in my lineups. Yeah, I kind of am too. Uh, one of my favorite stats of the Super Bowl, just looking back through the game logs, I realized that the Rams have never allowed more than two passing touchdowns this season to any quarterback. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, as we've been talking about, they've been getting better and getting more pressure. And I just don't see Burrow going for three, three touchdown passes and having a ceiling game. He's got the talent to do it, no doubt about it. I just don't think this is the matchup where he will. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm a little bit more on Stafford than Burrow. Uh, Jet, you want to jump in here with any thoughts on the quarterbacks or Burrow in, you know, in particular? Yeah, yeah, Burrow in particular. Uh, Prash, you mentioned you know Burrow's struggles in the postseason, and the numbers reflect it. His completion rate dropped from 64.3 when pressured during the regular season to 47.6 in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And in the playoffs, he's only averaging 4.3 yards per attempt. He was at 9.7 in the regular season. Right. His passer rating has also taken a dip. The one thing that Burrow has done well, though, is he has protected the ball much, you know, in mm -hmm. contrary to his counterpart, Stafford. Stafford's been one of, you know, the most turnover prone this year. And despite the fact that Burrow has been pressured heavily this year, He's been done a pretty good job at taking care of the ball. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. And again, you know, turnovers are huge, and sometimes it's just the 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 bounce of a ball by an inch. Um, you know, because Burrow had, you know, remember he had a couple bad passes 
in that second half against the Chiefs. He had one where he kind of tried to throw it away, but the Chiefs linebacker probably should have intercepted it, but didn't. Um, Stafford had that throw deep um, that Tart just dropped. Uh, so a lot can turn on one play, one bad mm-hmm. decision. And, I, you know, I like those numbers because those are significant drops. Uh, that, pers- that you know, completion percentage is quite low. Yeah. So uh, if we don't like Burrow much, given his price, but Crash, you mentioned liking some of the receivers. What's your interest there? Yeah, T. Higgins is my favorite play by far uh, for the Bengals receivers. He's 10-5 on FanDuel, 11-4 in the captain spot on DraftKings, and 7,600 in the flex. I think that Jalen Ramsey has basically begged to, to shadow, you know, Chase. So uh, we'll see if he gets his wish or not, or if he wishes he hadn't. But um, I, I like Higgins here a lot. The Rams have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. Uh, in the last two games, Higgins has put up very similar numbers to Chase. Um, like I said, he's considerably cheaper than Chase. He had six catches for 103 yards on 10 targets in Kansas City for 19.3 DraftKings points. Um, and then seven catches for 96 yards on nine targets for 16.6 DraftKings points in Tennessee. So he's, he's put up very similar numbers to what Chase has. He's quite a bit cheaper. Uh, definitely my favorite pass catching option in this game. I actually like Higgins over Chase as well. Uh, like the price savings. I also just like the matchup better because of his size. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at what Pro Football Focus is projecting uh, based on you know guys running left, right versus which cornerback, they're projecting he's going to have 20 snaps against Darius Williams. And I think with that size mm-hmm. advantage, uh, I think Burrow should try to take advantage of it and will. Um, so I like that matchup. And Ramsey, you know, I've been watching pretty closely. To me, he hasn't been shadowing much. He's been, you know, once he gets set up on a side, he kind of stays put. Yeah. He has been, you know, moving inside, out. So he's been moving all over the formation. But it's not like he was, uh, you know, on Debo Samuel every snap. He wasn't. Uh, so, but if he is, as you're alluding to, Crash, the possibility, if he gets his wish and he's on mm-hmm. chase, then I like Higgins even more. Yeah. So uh, that's how I'm looking at that group. I like Higgins over chase. Not a ton of interest in Boyd. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned the yards per attempt. Uh, he kind of loses some when he throws to Boyd, <laughs> just really short passes. But uh, that's my thought. Uh, Jet, any thoughts on uh, Chase Higgins, Boyd strategy? Yeah, we're the trifecta with Higgins. Um, Higgins is my favorite captain play on DK. He has a 12.5% chance to be the optimal captain and a 40% chance to be in the optimal lineup. Um, and how about a 29% chance of hitting 100 yards and more? Hmm. So, yep, I, I very much am um, kind of all in on Higgins as my tournament captain. You know, I like Chase as well. Chase has a captain ownership percentage of 9.7%. He has a 7.6% chance to be the optimal captain and then a 39% chance to be in the optimal lineup. So, you know, um, going back to Higgins for a second, the 12.5% optimal captain uh, percentage for Higgins is only 1% lower than Cooper Cup. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of positive leverage to be had with Higgins in that captain spot. And uh, I'm going to roll it out. I like it. Yeah. Like All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's hit some tight ends and running backs here, Crash. What do you think about Uzama? Is he going to play? 
Yeah, it looks like he's leading, you know, trending towards playing. Um, he's 7,500 on FanDuel. He's 6,600 in the captain spot on DraftKings. He's 4,400 in the flex. The Rams have allowed the 11th most fantasy points to tight ends. He is dealing with an MCL sprain, but uh, it's kind of funny on the uh, pep rally they had at the Bengals Stadium on Monday night. He uh, got up there and chucked his brace out onto the field. So he wanted the crowd to know that he's planning on playing in this game. He said he wouldn't miss it. And um, I think that he'll make an impact play in this game, um, probably getting in the end zone. Yeah, you got to love it. Uh, you know, we've got a diehard Bengals fan on our team and Tyler Pitzer. Um, and, uh, you know, he you know he loves that sort of thing. Those guys are fired up and it's been a long time since they've been in this spot. So hopefully he can get out there and play. It'd be a shame if he didn't. Um, you know, I, I like Uzama. Um, I, I, I do lean you know, Blanton, if I had to pick one tight end in this game, mm-hmm. just because of the health and the matchup, I think is better for Blanton. Uh, obviously, we got to keep an eye on Sample if Uzama is out. Not much of a price discount, just like the Rams. You know, the sites have had time to yeah. uh, adjust things based on these potential injuries. Uh, okay, and then how about this running back situation? Joe Mixon, uh, quite a player, uh, a mm-hmm. force to be reckoned with. Do we want to include him in our lineups crash? Yeah, I'm definitely going to be having quite a bit of Joe Mixon in my lineups. He's 12-5 in the, uh, on FanDuel. He's 14-4 in the captain spot on DraftKings, 9,600 in the flex. Rams were a little bit below average against running backs this year, allowing the 14th most fantasy points. Um, the Rams, as John alluded to, will be you know trying to attack Burrow, and we could see Mixon used quite a bit in this game because of that. He had his best game of the year this year against Tennessee when Burrow was sacked nine times. Um, best game of the playoffs, I should say. And uh, he was also targeted in the passing game. He was targeted seven times. He had six receptions for 51 yards and then 14 carries for 54 yards and a touchdown to add up to 22 and a half DraftKings points. So a lot of production there when you consider that price. So definitely like mixing. I'm glad you mentioned the past targets because that's why I'm interested in him. Uh, I think he's a terrific runner, but I think he'll have more success catching the ball and you know, P. Ryan stole the glory with that long touchdown reception. Mm-hmm. And he is a factor because he played a lot on third downs, but they did pass to mix in some on first and second down. And looking at the tape again, I thought the 49er checkdowns were really effective. They were widely available. I think it was something that the Rams were conceding, right? Uh, the checkdowns to those backs. Uh, I thought the, the, uh, linebacker reader was out of position multiple times. So I think they're going to get the ball to Mixon, probably P Ryan a couple times as well. Uh, but I don't think we can count on a score for him. So I, I would rather go to Mixon here. Uh, and I, I do like him probably better than Chase, um, just getting that dual threat because he'll get some mm-hmm. carries, of course, as well. Yeah. Um, Jed, any other thoughts there for you on tight ends, running backs, or you want to go to some more defense and kicker talk? Yeah, two things. So um, Blanton is, you know, definitely in play for me. Uh, he's my favorite tight end on the slate. He's really been participating more heavily uh, on the perimeter, and we know that this has been an area of weakness for the Bengals' defense. So, you know, if they're going to line Blanton out out wide, um, I really like that matchup. And then, as far as Mixon is concerned, you know. One of the key reasons that I like Higgins in the captain spot so much is because of the roster construction capabilities and pretty much allows you to get to mix in pretty easily. 
um, mm-hmm. if you move forward with fading Burrow and, um, you know, squeezing one of those defenses that I was alluding to. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's very important roster construction uh, and Higgins, you know, and, and throughout the season, that's why I like mid-tier captains because they can give you another stud like that. Uh, so good stuff there. And, and yeah, on Blanton lining up out wide, I noticed that too. I mean, you know, Higby left the game and Blanton just filled right in. And again, they run a lot of four wide sets where one of the wides is a tight end. Uh, and so uh, that's what we like. We like the consistency of those formations, mm-hmm. the, you know, heavily focused targets on those wideouts and the tight end. So I, I like Blanton as well. Um, all right. How about any thoughts from you guys on the Cincinnati defense or Evan McPherson? Yeah, I'm definitely going to have a lot of Evan McPherson. Um, 9,000 on FanDuel, 6,000 the captain on DraftKings, 4,000 in the flex. He has, you know, made all 12 of his field goals in the playoffs this year. Uh, in those three games, he has 15, 18, and 15 DraftKings points. So at that kind of, you know, point production, you just pretty much have to play him for his price, in my opinion. Um, he scored double digit fantasy points in nine of his last 10 games too. So he's definitely producing strong numbers for his price. Jet thoughts there or on, or on the defense. Yeah. Um, on the kickers, you know, very much along the same lines of what crash said, uh, you know, a fan of Evan McPherson on this slate, he has a, four and a half percent to be the optimal captain and then 18.8% to be uh, in the optimal lineup. And, you know, obviously he's kicking with a lot of confidence. Um, Mm -hmm. The projections show that as well. Um, The prize picks projection um, is one and a half field goals made for Evan McPherson. Um, I don't know about you guys, but if you think the game is going to come down to, you know, a game winning field goal and they're marching Evan McPherson out to kick that game winning field goal with the confidence that he has, and it's in striking distance, I'm smashing that over all day long. Mm-hmm. I think that's an easy correlation with any other, um, you know, prize picks, uh, picks you want to make, you know, I pretty much lock that one in. I think it's pretty logical with, you know, some of the strengths and weaknesses of these teams. Also, you know, the Rams defense can tighten up in the red zone. We saw Cincinnati run it a lot. And remember on first down against Kansas city, Romo was even saying, guys, you got to stop running it on first down so much. Uh, and you know, McPherson has had a lot of field goal opportunities because they haven't scored in the red zone as much. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. I, I would probably go over that as well. Um, and in my game prediction, there's room for him to go over that. So let's actually hit that before we wrap up. Let's go with our game score prediction here for a little bit of fun. I, I, a little bit of fun. I know crash, you've done that a lot throughout the season, uh, and take a lot of pride in that. So let's start with you. What's your Super Bowl prediction here? To put me on the spot. Uh, my prediction here is going to be Bengals, uh, or excuse me, Rams 30, Bengals 27. So close okay. game. It's been back and forth for me in my head all week. I've been, you know, do I like the Rams? Do I like the Bengals? My gut's telling me the Rams are going to win it on, you know, in their home stadium. Uh, we're going to have two, you know, two years in a row after never having anyone win in their, you know, play, even play in their home stadium. Right. We have a winner. Um, that's the way I'm seeing it coming down. So maybe Matt Matt Gay with the winning field goal. Maybe Matt Gay, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jet. What's your final score and and Victor? No, no surprise here. I'm picking uh, the Bengals 17-14. I think it's going to be a low scoring mm-hmm. game. 
I think, you know, it's going to be much lower uh, than what the over-under says. I think Burrow is going to struggle initially. I think he's going to find his way as the game goes on. And um, I think they're going to march out Evan McPherson for another confident game-winning field goal. With You know, I just, you know, if Burrow has the ball in his hands on the last drive with the chip on his shoulder that he's playing with, the, you know, um, this whole year I feel like he's been counted out. And he's now just kind of playing with such a chip on his shoulder, having beaten previous Super Bowl champions. So, you know, I'm kind of siding with Burrow as much as I think he's going to struggle initially and be sacked. Um, I like the Bengals to pull it out. Excellent. I have got the Rams winning 27 to 20. So I'm with Crash here. I do think it'll be a little low scoring, though. That'll put it under the total mm-hmm. of 48 and a half. Uh, I think the Rams defense is solid. Bengals find a way to score a couple times, you know, and and, and add a couple field goals. But the, the Rams in that passing attack, they get it done. Stafford to Cup again uh, is the big key to success. So Man, it I'm is going to be. Vision. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say I'm having visions of of uh, Brady and Vinatieri flashbacks when John's over here talking about you know, Burrow and, and then setting up McPherson, Brady setting up Vinatieri. I mean, very similar against the Rams. I mean, the whole right. comparison is off the Yeah, track. for that first Super Bowl win. Yeah. Yeah, I still remember that. I was down in Florida watching that one. And, uh, man, wouldn't that be what uh, most of Ohio is cheering for? If, if that happens, they'll go nuts. And mm-hmm. um, Burrow is one of those guys you could see winning a bunch of Super Bowls. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and again, if you want to join us for the fun this weekend, DFSCoachDoc.com, sign up there. Whatever membership you get, you get access to all of our sports. So try us out for a week or a month, and uh, we'll have all the lineups posting Sunday early enough to get them in there and then go enjoy the game with your friends and family. So uh, thank you to Crash here for a terrific NFL season and Jet, everything you've done behind the scenes and in Discord. Glad you joined us here today. It's been a, a great ride. and. Uh, thank you all for tuning in for these podcasts and I uh, hope you all enjoy the big game on Sunday. So on behalf of Josh Crash Davis, the Jet, John Wehausen, and the entire DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS. <laughs>